Have you ever had a time when you were lonely and you just wished someone would think about you and give you a call and give you a word of encouragement? I have been in that spot many times in my life. And the other day, one of my friends called me out of the blue and he said, Hey, Gail, it's Dan. I'm just calling to check on you. I can't tell you how nice that was. Don't you think that was nice, Nikki Ray? I think that was really nice, and it's something that most of us desire. Well, and I have made it a practice in my life. If I dream about somebody or I'm driving down the road and I I have God bring someone to my mind, I actually might, well, I can call when I'm driving because it goes through my car. I got a hands-free device. I might just reach out and call somebody because you never know what, someone might be going through. You can't tell if somebody's really happy, it seems to be on the outside. It doesn't mean they're really happy on the inside. A lot of that can just be a show so or a mask. So I believe it's really, really important for us to stay connected, and God made us to have a relationship. Do you agree with that, Nikki? I agree with that wholeheartedly. And don't you think that it's not healthy for people to be isolated? It is not. And in fact, when people experience times like this, when we've had long periods of separation, it's easy to slip into a depression. And that depression causes you to want to not be connected. But God has called us into relationship with one another. So when you feel like maybe somebody comes to mind and you feel like you should call them, give them a word of encouragement, I would just encourage you to do it. Just do it. Yeah, and and if they say, why are you calling? Well, you came to my mind, and is there anything you need? Do you need a prayer? And they might go, no, but it was nice you called. But I can't tell you how many times people have said to me, I cannot believe you called today. I was having a bad day. And then I just offer to have a prayer with them. I don't need to know everything about what's going on. You know, and God made us for... A relationship. Now, there's a scripture in the Bible that I love. It's Genesis 3.8. It talks about how God would walk and talk with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. Yeah. I love the fact that God didn't just create man and woman and put us on a planet. He not only created them, he had a relationship with them. Yeah, he actually desires a relationship with us. Correct. So the creator of the universe is interested. I don't know. I've you know sometimes have you ever seen these movies where they kind of do a pullback? You see the cities and then you see the Earth and the planets, and they pull back, and it's like you realize how small this little blue marble we're living on really is. And David said, "What is man that thou art mindful of him?" And God created us for a relationship, and when we don't have a relationship is really difficult. Now, I know we live in an age where everybody's got their online preachers. Oh, I have my favorite. Oh, and I have mine. And everybody's got their favorite podcast channel they're listening to. I have my favorite one of those, too. All right. What's your favorite podcast channel? Healing Begins, of course. Oh, wow. I've heard of that. You say that's the name of this show. It's also the name of our podcast channel. But having said that... um. When you're sick and in the hospital, 
Your online preacher can't visit you. Oh, you might be able to call the prayer line and get a prayer, which I think is good. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything against online preachers. What I'm saying is it's good to have them. It's good to have your podcast channels because it renews your mind as long as it's positive what you're listening to. But on top of that, it is really good to be connected into a place of faith. It's so powerful to have a another person, a brother or a sister, to come alongside you and listen to what you're dealing with or listen to what you're thinking about and to be able to offer you some hope and some encouragement, encouragement and sometimes some redirection. Well, sometimes when you're isolated and down, another friend can come around and share something with you that you never thought of that can actually pull you out of maybe a depression you're experiencing. Oh, definitely. And many times, you know, I've been in a tough situation and thought, man, something's got to change. I can't deal with this. And God will send a, a person along or a friend along and they will speak to me and it will totally help me reframe what I was thinking. And I, all of a sudden I have hope and encouragement, not because my situation changed, but because I'm thinking differently. And then um, it's also good. I remember I used to watch National Geographic and they were showing, uh, I don't know what the animals were. It was a herd of animals, but they were showing the wolves that were kind of around the herd. And you know who the wolves picked off? They always pick off the lone one trailing behind, the weak one, right? Yep. They pick off that one that is isolated and that's the one that's in the place of danger. Now, maybe that brought some bad images to your mind, but it's a fact. It's the way it works. It's never good to be disconnected. In fact, have you ever thought about this? Ask God sometime to put somebody in your mind that you could call and give a good word to and give an encouraging word to. I think we don't reach out enough. In fact, in a time of isolation, we've been told, we've been told to withdraw stay in your home, stay six feet apart from people. I mean, we're told literally to isolate. And that isolation that we have seen here in the Healing Center has caused so many mental health issues and problems that people are dealing with today. I know there's a necessity that you go through of being isolated if you're sick or if you have something, I get that. But it's good to say, Lord, Who do you have in my life? Who do you want me to call and just say, hey, I was thinking about you today. How are you doing? How can I pray for you? I think that's an excellent practice. And I believe that uh, you'll be amazed when you actually ask the Lord, who can I talk to? Who can I encourage today at the people that he puts in your mind to pray for and encourage? Um, yeah, exactly. You know, and then there's, uh, you want to read uh, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25? Yeah, sure. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now, what day is he talking about there? That's an interesting thought. So the day that the writer is talking about there is the end times, which we live. And if you turn to Matthew chapter 24, it talks about 
what it's going to be like in the world during the end times. And and that's the very reason we should be connected. And so when all these things are going on in the world, and I'm going to read Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 through 14 in a minute, you'll hear about all the things that Jesus said would happen in the world, and they're actually happening now, today, in this hour. So it's all the more important as you see the chaos going on in the world that you stay connected. Definitely. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 through 14, Jesus answered, Watch out that no one will deceive you. Many will come in my name claiming I am Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars, rumors of wars. See to it that you are not alarmed. That always got me right there. You mean I'm not to be alarmed? When I see these things happening? Well, what what Jesus is doing is he's saying, hey, I'm going to give you tomorrow's news today. Amen. I'm going to tell you what's happening ahead of time so you know what's coming and you can be prepared. Then he says, such things must happen, but the end is not to come. Not yet. Wow. Everybody thinks when there's a little war, it's the end of the world. And Jesus says, no, it's not the end of the world. Then he goes on in verse 7, he says, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Wow. Yes, and would you say, Pastor Dale, that we're in the birth pains? I would say we're definitely there today. And then he goes on and he says, You will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. You will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and betray and hate each other. Now, I was thinking about this. How many churches have closed in the past two years? Many. And how many people have separated based on differences of opinion? And how many people have walked away from faith during this time? And it goes on and it says, And false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, wow, have we not seen the increase of wickedness with riots and burning of cities and all these things? Crazy. And it says, The love of most will grow cold, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. If you want to know when the end is coming, it's coming when the gospel has been preached, the entire known world, because the Bible tells us that there are a number of Gentiles that God wants to bring in the kingdom. So, so we are to stay connected when all chaos and all hell is breaking loose. That's when we're to be connected even more. So, yeah. I believe Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, have a key for us so we can learn. Agreed, yes. Acts chapter 2, 42 through 47 says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, being together, to the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. 
They had unity. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Wow, what stands out to you in this scripture, Nikki? They were completely 100% all in. They were meeting together daily. It was a daily practice. They were breaking bread together, which means they were having meals together. They were eating together. And they were being saved, right? Every single day, numbers were of numbers are people who were coming to be saved. It was a daily practice. It was focused. And I noticed here that nothing stopped it from happening. Nothing stopped it from happening. And it, the word says that they were enjoying the favor of all people. And the other thing that stands out to me here, and I think we need to take a look at this, is this. They saw opportunities to minister and perform miracles amongst the people. Yes. And I think today we live in a world where... There are tremendous opportunities to do something good for somebody else. I remember I was in the checkout line at Walmart, and uh, I was standing there, and there was three elder, elderly ladies standing ahead of me, and the Lord kind of put an impression on my heart that one of them needed a healing in her body. And I said to the lady in front of me, I are you in need of prayer? Is there anything in your body that is hurting? And she goes, yeah, my, my right arm. She said, I can't really lift anything with that. And I said, well, can I pray for you a minute? You might say, in Walmart? Yep, in Walmart. So we prayed. And uh, she uh, said, thank you. And I said, amen. And we weren't thinking nothing. Then it come time to unload the cart, right? And she wasn't thinking. She took her right hand, reached into the cart, and pulled something out and put it on the track. She goes, hey, well, wait a minute. I can use my arm. And then her friend goes, whoa, can you pray for my husband? He's got cancer. Yeah. So we wound up a prayer line in Walmart. And then I, I remember working at, um, I was in uh, a hospital in a trauma center. And I come to the nurse's station and I said, does any one of you need anything? And there was a, a young lady working behind the counter. She goes, yeah, man, my foot is really sore. I've had surgery on my foot, and I could see it was all bandaged with ACE wrap. Yeah. And she said, it's in a lot of pain. I said, she goes, well, you pray for my foot. And you're probably wondering, did you pray for her foot? Yes, I did. I said, hand me your foot. So she lifts her foot up, and I, <laughs> I'm praying for this ACE wrap foot, you know. And I said, I'm praying. I said, well, just tell me when the pain goes. She goes, up, oh, pain, good, and it's gone. So... I didn't think nothing of it until a week, a week later. She had been to the to the hospital. She had had a surgery where they laid the big toe down to the bone, where they took out a bone spur, and it was healing from the inside out. She said when she went to the doctor and he unwrapped her foot, he goes, what happened to your foot? And she said, what do you mean? She goes, he goes, it's healed up two weeks early. And Amen. That's the said, power of God right there. <laughs> and she says, well, she said the chaplain came by and prayed for my foot. So I always found that our nurses that were working so hard in the hospital, they needed an encouraging word. 
on a daily basis. I remember rounding through the intensive care units and talking to the nurses. And one day I came into the nurse's station and I said, are any of you need anything? They go, yeah, man, you got to pray for our unit, man. And I go, what's going on with your unit? And um, they had had uh, an encounter in one of the rooms and the nurses was looking for their, from their station and saw four angels in the room with one of the clients. The angels could actually be seen and it, it just kind of like spooked the whole unit. So they, this isn't part of the medical practice. No, this is not part. They need. They go. We need the chaplain for this one. So I came in and had prayer with them, and I and the angels were around a child. Hmm. And the problem is, is when the angels left, the child's heartbeat stopped. Hmm. So the ch- uh, the angels came and kind of picked up the young child and brought them to heaven. And so Yes, well that's biblical too because the word says that our angels in heaven see the face of the Lord every day. Especially the one that guard children. Yes. That's specifically talking to that. And so uh the nurses that day were in need of a word of encouragement because they were kind of frightened by what had just went down in their unit. And that was many years ago. But you know God is good and I'm thinking of all those that are listening today, um, those that need a word of encouragement. Do you know every storm has an end? Like if there's a thunderstorm, it's not going to last forever. There's going to be an end point. Every battle someday comes to an end. When Satan attacks, his time is limited. And so you've got to remember what you're going through today Okay, here's your word. Are you ready for it? You're going to make it. You're going to get through. I used to have this friend in my life, and he would say, Gail, you're going to make it. You're going to make it through. And at first that irritated me a little bit, and then after a while I'm like, you know, I really appreciate someone coming around and saying to me, hey, you're going to make it. You're going to make it through. Absolutely. And Pastor Gail, you've actually done that for me on a unit before. I don't know if you remember but, you know, I uh, had a, a time frame where I was trying to adjust my, my attitude because sometimes it's easy to get in a spot where you see things over and over and over and then, you know, you don't always have a good attitude on your unit. And so I made my prayer every day, Lord, help me to see people as you see them and help me to love them as you love them and help me to serve how you would have me serve. And I really meant that from my heart. I would pray for it every day. But then sometimes I'd get on the unit and I would get a little bit calloused. And one day you came by and just gave a word of encouragement in a moment that I was feeling a little bit calloused. (laughs) And it was good. I needed that connection, that encouragement. You know, uh, speaking about staying connected, this just came to me. Maybe you don't connect to a place of faith because you've been hurt by somebody. I'm going to say to you, don't let your wounds, don't let things that have hurt you stop you from connecting to a place of faith. I want to say this. Do you know that churches and places of faith are not perfect because they're made up of people? They're imperfect. Yeah. And so maybe the place of faith that you are thinking about connecting to, maybe that isn't the right one for you. Maybe you need to look, take time to visit a few and find out where can I connect? Where can I plug in and where can I 
be a part of because I believe it's really important. Nikki Ray, would you like to pray for those that are struggling with staying connected during this time or maybe they're lonely? Lord, thank you for each one who's listening to the program right now. And Lord, I ask that you would give them people in their lives, Lord, that they could be connected with, especially those ones who feel alone. Lord, I pray that you'd send your ministering angels for all those who are coming to salvation to speak to them, Lord, to give them wisdom and hope in this dry season, Lord. We know that a dry season and a lonely season has to come to an end. And Lord, we pray for that one person. I ask you for that one person right now that you would give them encouragement, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe you feel disconnected from God. Maybe that's the other problem that you have. Well, why don't this be the time, because today is a day of salvation, where you reconnect with God. Why don't you repeat this prayer after me? Say, Dear Jesus, I have been disconnected from you. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of my sins, of my shortcomings. Come into my heart. Be my Savior. Lord, I connect back to you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to say so many times it's not God who disconnects from us, but it's us who come disconnects. Let me say that again. Many times it's not God who disconnects from us, but it's us that pull away and disconnect from God. And many times that happens because of what you're going through. And I just want to say, don't let what you're going through cause you to disconnect from God and from your place of faith. Wouldn't you agree, Nikki Ray? I would definitely agree. Sometimes we attribute the actions, the things that other people do that hurt us, we attribute that to God, but God isn't the one doing the hurting, it's other people. And even Jesus, he experienced religious people, hurt from religious people in his day. And you know what? He overcame, and he gives us the power to overcome too. It's important to keep pressing through, connecting with people. I just want you to know that Jesus is the good shepherd of the sheep. And the good shepherd loves you. And as we wind up this program on staying connected, I just really want to encourage you to find a place of faith, stay connected with God, and realize that you are loved, wanted, and cared for, and that you're never alone This program was brought to you by Family Tree Medical of Hastings, Michigan. May God bless you and keep you. And remember, He is always with you, so stay connected.
Healing Begins is brought to you by Spiritual Care Consultants of West Michigan. We are a healing ministry based out of a doctor's office in Hastings, Michigan. And that doctor's office is Family Tree Medical, and my partner is Dr. Troy Carlson, a family physician. There are many people that are in need out there today. All of our services are free to the public on the healing center side of it. Dr. Carlson, you have to apply to be in his practice. But I'd love to hear from you. My email is gail at spiritualcareconsultants.com, and gail is spelled G-A-L-E. And I'd love for you to learn more about us by going to www.spiritualcareconsultants.com or www.scchealingbegins.com. Thank you so much for listening, for your support, for your prayers. May God richly bless you.